Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Welcome, welcome to Dream Sunday. Talking all things dreams. Hey, as Ange said, uh, while we're going through the message this morning, sharing the word, just position yourselves to hear from God. What is it that the Spirit wants to just drop into your heart Drop in your life to say, what is it honestly that you can begin to dream about? What is it that you see on the inside of yourself for 2024? All right. So um, please feel free. You've got pens on the seat. Write it down as we're going through the service because, uh, as as I said again, at the end of service, we really just want to stand with you, myself and our leaders, and just pray with you. Stand in agreement by faith in a corporate setting to go, we're believing that what God has put on the inside of you he'll deliver in 2024, that you're going to journey it out and you're going to step into those those promises. Amen. Now, I have a little bit of a confession to make this morning. I'm going to deliver a message that I preached last year around the same time, slightly revamped, but I felt God just challenged me that there are principles and disciplines and things that sometimes maybe in church life we don't really hear a lot of when it comes to, to dreaming, Right? Let me ask you something. Who's ready to start this year off right? Or who intentionally wants to start off 2024 right? Right in all areas of our life, right? This year, we're going to do it right. This year, we're going to get it right, right? We've got some goals. We've got some dreams. We've got plans for 2024. Some of us, that's really cool. Who Who knows really annoying organized people in their world who have the vision board, who have the, the three-step plan, who have the process exactly when the goal's going to be achieved, how we're going to hit it, what it's going to look like. We've got metrics. We've got different highlight colors. It's all happening. When you walk into the house, it's like, wow, you, your dream's almost here. You've got it planned out. Then there's some of the other people, right, where we kind of just stumble into the year, right? We kind of fall into the next year. It's like, You ever watch those acrobatic planes that kind of flip and dip and fall out of the sky and you think, man, I could never be one of the passengers in those planes. But the experience is you don't know what's up or down or where the horizon is. And the next minute you land and you found yourself in 2024. Anyone had kind of those sort of years last year and now we're in 2024 and we're like, oh, it's another year again. All right. Well, here we go again, right? Here we go. And the challenge is this, when we come around as as a church and we talk about dreams and we talk about vision, that sometimes it ends up becoming a motivational pep talk, right? And it it becomes this this motivational, it's the buzzwords, right? We've got dreams and we've got vision and we've got personal development and we've got you're going to live your best life and hashtag this and hashtag that, right? And so we get the buzzwords going. But what I've found over many, many years, and specifically in Pentecostal circles, is we get very good at the buzzwords, but people walk out of church not actually understanding, how do I enter into the purposes God has for me? I've got a dream on the inside of me, but how do I actually step into it? And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to actually talk a little bit more about how do we actually achieve that which God has placed on the inside of us. Amen. Because I've said it before, we can all start the year off with good intentions. We can all start the year off really strong. And then life happens. Life happens. And there's challenges come and disappointments come. And we get disillusioned. And we kind of get to mid-year maybe if we're lucky. And we lose our way a little bit. Or maybe the things that were so clear to us 
are now not so clear anymore. And all of a sudden, the goal just simply becomes getting to the end of the year. If I could just finish the year, if I can get Christmas done and get the kids through school holidays, and then the next year starts, right? I find it's really helpful when we're talking about dreams and visions to kind of start the year just to regroup and earth God's Word for us. So Romans 8, 28, uh, Aaron spoke about it this morning. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those He predestined, He also called. And those He called, He also justified. And those He justified, He also glorified. So let me set you up again. And I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's a key spiritual principality or spiritual principle, sorry, that I want you guys to really lay hold of this morning is that God foreknew you before time. That before you were knitted together in your mother's womb, God already looked upon your form. He knew who you were. And so in those, in that state before you were even formed in your mother's womb, it says that He spoke His Word over you and He breathed life into you, which means you carry a part of who God is on the inside of you, which means that you have eternity on the inside of you. And God's ultimate goal for you is that as you walk through this life, you're constantly being transformed and changed into what? Into the image and the likeness of His Son, Jesus. That we all live a life with the potential to impact someone else's simply because of Jesus outworking from inside of us. And so I want you to understand a couple of things this morning that you and I carry resurrection life on the inside of us as beings and creations of the Most High God. And it's not by chance or accident that you exist, but you are born with purpose. You are born with purpose, that you carry His Word on the inside of you. And Isaiah says this, that His Word always accomplishes what it sets out to achieve. God has placed His Word on the inside of you, and He calls forth that Word to achieve that for which He has purposed amen so john 15 16 says this you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name the father will give you however deflated you might feel in 2024 i want to tell you this two things as clever as you are and i've said this before you did not choose god god chose you God has pursued you. God has marked your life. And He says, I'm choosing you. I'm putting my word on the inside of you. And what does He want? What is the deal with God? He wants your life to bear fruit. He wants your life to count for something, to make a difference. That somebody in your world, their lives would be changed because of the life you live in Christ. That you would bear fruit. Amen. You are here because God has ordained it. I don't want you this morning to feel like we need to float through another year just living, just existing, right? Your life is here because God has ordained that it would bear fruit, bear witness of Christ. And if your life is not bearing fruit, maybe it's time to adjust. Maybe it's time to reorientate, to regroup, to go, you know what? Enough is enough. Let's not simply just exist one year to the next, right? Let's actually become intentional and make 2024 Count for something more than maybe just existing, amen. Because you have eternal purpose on the inside of you. So maybe this year is a year to start a new adventure. What is it that God has placed on the inside of you 
that he wants you to use for his kingdom purpose we all have gifts we all have talents that God has uniquely placed in us to help build the kingdom of God and what is that for you I want to encourage you and champion you perhaps 2024 is a year for you to go on that adventure and find out God what is it that you've put in my life because the reality is is this that there is a harvest of people that need Christ there's a harvest of people that are lost and hurt and broken and I'm telling you the church Christ is the answer for them and they are waiting for an opportunity to meet you I want you to hear that this morning there's God ordained appointments and moments of connection God has purposed for your life and someone else's that they would somehow in some way be touched by Jesus because God chooses to use you amen so maybe this is a year for you to take up the call and simply in yourself say, God, I'm in. And sometimes, who knows, that's a scary prayer to pray. God, I'm in. Whatever it takes, God. And then God goes, all right. Well, here we go. Well, actually, almost whatever it takes. I'll do ABC, but probably not D. No, no, God, I'm in. What is it that God wants to do in your life? Would you guide me? Let my life make a difference. We've got to get a little bit tired of the enemy constantly trying to take and take and take from our worlds but if we allow him he'll come in and he'll steal kill and destroy but we got to get a little bit of mongrel on the inside of us and go you know what hang on no that's not good enough anymore devil no more and we've got to stop living a life that is what reactionary who's met those people the reactionary everything we react to everything in our lives and get proactive in life Get on the front foot in life. Get in the front foot in our faith to be worded up and prayed up and ready for God to use us. Be ready. We know the enemy is going to try, right? The enemy will always try and find opportunity to take and break down and steal from whatever it is God's sown into your life. But we got to be on the front foot ready for it so we can take him out. I mean, Jeremiah 29, 11. We all know it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Do you really believe that God has plans for your life? Because we can read that scripture a lot in church. But do you believe it? Do you believe that God has a future and a hope? And if not, that's okay because I'm here this morning to stir up your faith. He knows the plans He has for you. He created you. He, he knitted you together. He knows that. And if God knows the plans He has for you, I want to tell you this morning, God can get those plans to you. Amen. It's not impossible. God can call out His Word, bring it to completion in Jesus' name. So I want you to come with me to the Word of God, and we're going to go into the book of Exodus, chapter 23, starting at verse 20. And let me give you a bit of context here. This is Israel finally making their way out of Egypt, out of slavery towards the Promised Land. They're heading towards Canaan. They're about to start the Exodus. And so God begins, begins to give them a rundown on the plans that He has for them. He's got plans and He's got purposes He's got promises for his children. Even while Israel was enslaved 400 years in Egypt, God had a promise and a purpose for their life. Somebody this morning needs to hear this principle that just because you feel in times and seasons enslaved in life, stuck in those valleys, going around the same mountains year in, year out, it does not negate the fact that God has promises for your life. That God has the potential and ability to guide you into that purpose, right? Exodus 23, 20 to 33. It's a big chunk of scripture, so I want you to stay with me. It says this. See, 
I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. God has prepared a place for you and I this year. God is not haphazard. He didn't turn up with you in 24 and go, oh, what are we going to do with your life? Nigel, what's God going to do? Well, we'll just play it by ear and see what happens. We'll put some things together. No, no. God prepares a place. God has a purpose. He's prepared what he wants for your life in 2024, right? He says, pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I'll be an enemy to your enemies and I'll oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and I will wipe them out. Do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. None will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full life span. I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites out of your way. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land will become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. We're almost there. Hang in there. I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea, from the desert to the Euphrates River. I will give into your hands the people who live in the land and you will drive them out before you. Do not make a covenant with them or, or with their gods. Do not let them live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare to you. We made it. There you go. All right. Pretty exciting news for for Israel. What God is planning to do. It almost seems like a win-win. If you just follow me, I've got it. Drive out the enemies. I will bless your food. I'll bless your water. I'll bless your children. It's all good. I want to bring a message this morning just to remind us on some key concepts we find in this scripture. And it's a message that perhaps is a little bit more practical in nature than buzzwordy. I don't want to just give you buzzwords this morning so you go out of here feeling warm and fuzzy for a bit and then Monday rolls around and we've forgotten what Justin said on Sunday. I want to give you some stuff that's maybe a little bit more practical in nature, but essential if we are actually going to step into what it is that we are dreaming for, what it is that's on the inside of us. Because here's the reality is that we can have big dreams. We can have all the goals. We can have lots of vision. But if we can't at some level take what God has placed on the inside of us and begin to walk it out on a practical level, as Tonya said, strategize, strategy, those dreams simply stay dreams. In fact, what do they become? They become wishes, right? Oh, it would be nice. I wish I had this. I wish God did this. I wish, I wish my life looked like this. We have to be able to walk out on a practical level one foot in front of the other, right? If we can't move forward, we're never going to attain that which God's put on the inside of us. You see, God called Israel out of Egypt, but they had to respond by taking practical action and actually start a journey to the promises of God. God says, I've got it. I've got the promise. The promised land is waiting for you. My blessing's waiting for you. I'm going to do all things for you, but I'm calling you to, you've got to follow me. What happens? There's a journey. There's a journey that we all have to take to step into the promises that God has for us. God, unfortunately, and this is the bummer, but he doesn't just hand us dreams on silver platters and go, there you go. 
there you go, guys. Have a wonderful year. He goes, no, no, there's an expectation that we do our part as his children and partner with him to walk towards the dreams and visions God has for us. Amen. Might be good news, might be bad news, I'm not sure, but that's just the way it is. Here are the children of Israel in the desert on their way to the land God has promised them. It's a land that represented abundant provision. It was a, a, represented for them freedom, a new beginning. But it's no coincidence that they had to move towards the promise, right? So let me say this, purposeful direction is required to meet purposeful destinations in our life. In other words, what am I saying? We've got to get intentional about where it is that we want to go, right? What's the old saying? If you aim for nothing, you get it. You're bound to hit it, right? So we've got to get intentional. And it's the same with the kingdom of God. It's the same with his principles, right? You see, in the beginning of the year, right now in 2024, we've got another nine months to go. Those dreams and those visions and whatever it is that we are hoping for can seem very far off in the distance. They haven't happened yet, right? There's still goals that need to be met. But God knows how to get you through the valleys and into your dreams. Amen. But the disclaimer is he wants to journey with you in partnership to get you there. And so many times we go, God, we love the idea of the dream and the vision, but we're just not sure we're going to do the journey. Because sometimes it's a bit uncomfortable, right? And it's easy to miss a key concept in the middle of the scripture we just read. Just read. He said in verse 28, I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites out of your way, but I will not drive them out in a single year. Why? Because the land would become desolate, wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. So here's this formula I gave the church last year. Speaking around visions and dreams, I said, increase equals provision, right? Increase equals provision. It's a law that rings true both in the natural and the spiritual. If we increase physically, if things increase in volume, in mass, we tend to take up a bit more space. Spiritually, when we increase, we gain the capacity to carry more, to go deeper, to claim the space that God wants us to inhabit. But here's something you need to understand about the characteristics of the dreams God has for you. The dreams God has for you, the promises God has for you in 2024 for you to step into, by nature, they're too big for you right now. What am I saying? God never calls us into something that doesn't stretch us and grow us and mature us as His children. Because that's what He wants. Why? Because remember, we are transforming continually into the image of his son Jesus so the plans and the dreams and the goals he has for us right now as we start the journey perhaps we can't just complete them on our own we can't fulfill them in and of ourselves but here's something you need to understand if your dream doesn't stretch you you need to get another dream right if your dream doesn't challenge you if you don't lie awake at night thinking man I didn't even know how I'm going to fulfill this dream but it's there I can sense it then I want to challenge you you need to get a bigger dream and the nature of God is to call you upwards and onwards into bigger dreams where we have to journey with Him. We have to rely on Him. We have to exercise our faith. We have to develop our capacity to carry the Spirit of God in our lives and to trust Him. As Aaron was saying, there's seasons where we go through where we don't have any other options. We either cut and run or we lean in and we trust Him. That's the nature of God. He calls His children into a bigger place. 
that journey of dreaming and carrying vision is meant to enlarge you and stretch you and grow you. And so God is saying to his children, I have this amazing dream for you. I have this promised land, which is incredible. But right now, you as my children don't have the capacity to just step into it and claim it. We have to go on a journey. We have to go on a process. And in that process, what am I going to do? I'm going to outwork in your life certain things. I'm going to strengthen your faith. I'm going to enlarge your capacity. You're going to begin to trust me more as you see me come through for you time and time again. Amen. Increase equals possession. And here's the thing, because we, we can miss this so easily. God is telling his people, I'm the same God. You've just seen me deliver you out of bondage in signs and wonders and massive miracles and supernatural. I'm that same God that can get you into the promised land. But when you get there, I'm not giving it to you all at once. Kind of would have been a bit like, well, what, what are we doing? What's the plan, God? He said, when your foot crosses that Jordan and lands on Canaan soil, and all that you see will be yours, that's true, but I'm not giving it to you all at once. There is a process and a journey and a partnership that you must engage with me over time. And how frustrated do we get with God sometimes? Just give me the dream, God. Just let me enter into it already. I can see on the inside of me what it is. God, just deliver it to me, but we're not maybe willing to pay attention to the process God actually wants us to go through to get there, to have the ability to lay hold of it. You see, because without the process, there can't be a dream. And if there's no dream, there's no vision. And what does the Bible say about no vision? Without vision, people perish. People perish. And maybe you're coming into a new year without hope or a dream, but I don't want you to give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the year already because the problem may not be a lack of dreaming. Maybe a problem is just we're not intentionally focusing on the process to get us to the dream. Amen. You see, if God had given the promised land to Israel, what did Scripture say? In its totality, the minute they arrived, he said, here it is. You've got everything. Promise is done. I, I'm good on my word. Enjoy it. It says that the land would have become barren. The wildlife would have over, overtaken them. The inhabitants that lived there would have overpowered them. And it kind of, when you read that, it's kind of like, well, God, are you not able to deliver on your word? Like, that's the promise you gave them. Seems like there's all these clauses and caveats now that, well, actually, maybe I don't know if you can. No, God's able to deliver. But we need to first undergo a process of transformation and enlargement and maturing. You see, when Israel came through the desert and finally arrived at the Jordan, ready to cross over, they were still a desert people. What do I mean by that? They were still a people that were plagued by insecurities, wrong mindsets. They weren't ready to take the promises of God. They needed to increase in themselves in order to possess. Amen. And maybe just like Israel, 40 years in the desert, waking up to the same dirt, same horizon, the same food, the same tents. At some point in your life, maybe you've gone, you know what? Why bother dreaming? Why bother getting a vision? Because every year, I just never seem to reach it. I never seem to step into what it is that I sense God has placed on the inside of me. I just never let hold of it. But maybe God cannot give you what you're not ready for until you've undergone a process and a journey with Him. Amen. 
His promises are large. He wants to pour into our lives more than we can dare to imagine. But if you haven't gone through the journey, it's like pouring new wine into old wineskins. And what happens is old wineskins break. God doesn't want to break you. And I used this metaphor before, but it's like a child cannot consent to marriage. Why? Because they're not physically and emotionally and spiritually mature enough to handle that covenant. Yet we chuck tanties with God when He doesn't give us what He knows we're not ready for yet. He says, it doesn't negate the promise I have for your life. It doesn't negate that I will bring you into breakthrough. It doesn't negate that I will bring reconciliation back into that relationship. I'm a God that can do all of that in a moment. But I'm more interested in the journey that you and I take together to get you there than simply giving you everything you want because you're jumping up and down and saying, God, do it. Just do it, God. This year, you owe me. This year needs to be, I'm owed a good year. God says, I get that. But I want you to walk with me. I want you to walk with me. There is a process in the journey. Amen. You see, biblical scholars tell us that Joshua and the children of Israel had to conquer seven nations 31 kings over seven years before they were finally able to take full possession of the promised land. Let me just say that again. You've just journeyed for 40 years. It's practically a whole new generation of Israel now coming into the promised land. The old generation had died out. God had had enough of them. He said, well, waiting for you guys to kick the bucket before I take you in. So a whole new generation. Finally, we're here. Seven nations, 31 kings Seven years before they were finally able to take full possession of the promised land. But what a journey it was, right? Little by little, one battle at a time, one victory at a time, one prayer at a time, one day in the scripture at a time, one breakthrough at a time. What was God doing? He was increasing the children of Israel. He was teaching them, teaching them how to trust Him, how to rely on Him, how to give the first fruits to Him, how to be obedient to Him. He was strengthening their trust and understanding of who He was. You see, I find it quite interesting that often in Christian culture, we have a whole generation of people that struggle to actually trust God. Why? Because they haven't gone through the process of strengthening their relationship with Him. Who knows that if you just meet someone off the street the other day that tells you to do X, Y, and Z, most likely you're probably not going to do it. Why? Because you don't trust them. You don't know them. You haven't journeyed with them to see that they come through for you in your life. But if Ange tells me to do so, I'll do it without even thinking because over the last 23 years, I've journeyed with her. She's been good on her word. Even went to her hurt, she's come through. And I can trust her. I've built, God loves you. And he says, just would you journey with me over time so that I can build trust, that I won't leave you, I won't forsake you, that you can lean on me, that you can put your hopes and dreams in me. But it takes time to build trust. Wow, God, you came through. Okay, I can believe you for bigger things. And God comes through again. Oh, wow, God, I can, I can believe you for bigger things. Whew, this is a big thing, but God, I know you. I've journeyed with you these last few years. I've been in your word. I've been sitting with you in times of prayer. I've been walking with you. I know you're good on your word. I can trust you. And so we step out. But if we don't go through that journey, how can we trust him? There's a process in the journey. Little by little. Over seven years, as walls came down, 
as sun stood still in the skies. Kingdoms fell. God's faithfulness was revealed. Israel could begin to believe God for greater things. And really, they became a nation after seven years that would have been unrecognizable to the nation that came out of the desert. You put the two side to side, you wouldn't have known they were the same things. One was still insecure, still wondering, unfocused, didn't know if they could trust God, whole lot of things to get right in their thinking patterns, and the other had fought the battles, had gone through the journeys, had trusted God one kingdom at a time. God, whatever it is, I'm ready because I trust you, amen? And I want you to hear me this morning, church. The dreams you have and the dreams God wants to give you, it's not about the destination, right? It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. When we have dreams and goals, I want you to hear me this morning. Who is it that you have to become in your life to reach the dream and the goal? This year, I want a whole other level of intimacy with God. Well, who do you need to become to achieve that? I've got to commit to Him every day. I've got to get in the Word. I've got to pray. I need to become a, purpose, a, purpose, a person with strategy, with disciplines in my life. To my own hurt, God, I'm here. I make time for you. I want to know you. I want to know your Word. Can I tell you, if you become that person, you will build your intimacy with God. You'll step into those goals at the end of 2024. It's about the process. You see, the promised land was a promise that actually represented a journey for Israel. Battles to fight, doubts to overcome, courage to be found, strength to be forged, faith to be built, little by little. One step in front of the other. So many people come into church and they go, my life, I'm a failure. I can't get this God thing right. Can I just encourage you? One step at a time. One day at a time. One breakthrough at a time. One passage of scripture at a time. Keep walking. Keep don't get discouraged by the bigness of maybe what it is you sense on the inside of you. God's got that. God's promises are God's promises. You can't negate them. As I said, it doesn't matter necessarily what challenges you face. Where God wants you to go, He can get you. But there's a journey He says, I first want you to walk with me. Step by step, little by little, bit by bit. Amen. Let me just put some thoughts in your head. What habits maybe do you need to start this year to move towards those goals? What habits do you maybe need to stop this year to move towards those goals? What are the things that maybe we've got to lay down in 24 to get towards those goals and those dreams? You see, the truth is, is God loves you too much to just leave you the way you are year to year. He wants you to grow. He wants you to mature. You know, the crazy thing about our relationship with God is it's you and I that decide how deep we want to go. Not God, you and I. God says, I'm ready. I'll go as deep as you want to go. We can get as crazy as you want, but you've got to make the decision. You've got to be the person to step in and say, God, here we go. I'm ready. I'm ready. God, I want The deeper you go, the further God will go. The more you press in, the more he presses in. James tells us, draw near to God and what? He will draw near to you. There is a premise and a promise that we in our lives make a decision to draw near to him. He's always waiting. He's always ready. Just think about it. And so many people get disillusioned. They look at the greats, the spiritual greats, and they go, well, I could never be that. Can I just tell you now, the only difference between them is the decisions they made, little by little, to keep 
walking where perhaps we made a decision to stop. To go a little bit deeper than maybe we were prepared to go. To take on a few more sacrifices than we were prepared to take. You decide how deep you want to go with God, amen. And he wants to call you forward little by little, one foot in front of the other. It's not always going to be easy, right? That's life. And that's why this morning I don't want to sell you the buzz and the hype of Dream Sunday. I want you to understand that the dreams God has for you, yes, they far exceed what you could ever dare to imagine and dream. If you stay close to Him, your life will never be the same. You will enter into breakthrough. You will enter into blessing. All of that is true, but don't negate the fact that life is hard and you will face challenges. And so I want to earth it for you this morning and say, little by little, one foot in front of the other. If you will journey with God, one day at a time, He will get you into your promised land. He will get you into your promised land. Amen. I might get the worship team up if I can. In a moment, we're going to just give you opportunity. Hopefully, you've been writing down what God's been stirring on your heart. Maybe you have a dream already. Maybe it's the same dreams you've had in previous years. And you're just hoping that this might be your year. Can I encourage you? Let's just break it down one step at a time. Whatever it is God is stirring on the inside of you, maybe some of you don't have a dream. I want you to hear me this morning. That's okay. Sometimes we get a bit overwhelmed, you know, in church circles. What are you dreaming for? What's God got in you? And you're like, I'm just trying to get through the week. I'm just trying to juggle my kids. I'm trying to pay the bills. I don't have time to dream. Do you know what? God loves you enough that He says, if you would just meet with me, we can start a journey together one foot in front of the other and I'll get you where I need you to go I'll get you where I need you to go one step at a time you might be asking me well Justin that all sounds great but what does that look like for me this year what does that look like how am I doing this I want to talk about Psalm 37 very quickly King David I love this guy one of my favorite scriptures says this 37 3 to 5 it says trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Notice that it doesn't say delight yourself in the Lord. It says delight yourself also in the Lord. What does that mean? We go through life delighting ourselves in so many things. Career, kids, Finance, pursuits, climbing the ladder, whatever it is. But what King David is saying, if you would delight yourself in God, what does that mean? Get to know Him. Get to trust Him. Just sit with Him. God, what are you speaking to in my life? He says, if you would delight yourself in Him, He says, He will give you the desire. You don't have to worry about the desires of your heart. It's a byproduct. You get them when you delight in God. He says, I've placed desires in your heart. I've placed dreams. I've hidden them. I've tucked them away in your heart. And if you would delight yourself in me, I'll begin to call them forth in your life. I'll begin to whisper to them and draw them out of your life. Can I encourage you in the 26 years that I've followed God in church life? Seasons where I've said, God, I don't have the answers. But one thing I know is that I can come and delight in you. 
sit in your word and over time God's just beginning to bring things to the fruition of desires have I've been given things blessed by things I didn't even remember God's just brought them out I didn't ask him for, I was delighting in him God the most important thing in my life is you if I have nothing but I have you I'm okay I'm okay with that and then God begins to speak these things and call these things out of my life Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Commit yourself to Him. Commit yourself to His Word. Why is that so important? Why do we keep coming back to that? Because as you commit your life to the Word of God, what happens? It builds your faith. Why do we need faith? Because that will help you get up, dust the brush off and keep going when times are tough. As God strengthens your faith, you keep walking that one foot in front of the other. You may not see clearly the path ahead this year, but one foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. Can we stand this morning? I want to read you Joshua 1, 1 and 9 and then I might ask that we clear away this first row of seats. And I'm asking our leaders can come down and we just want you, when you're ready with your family, come down the front and we want to stand with you and we want to pray and we want to believe that this year God truly draws you into that blessing and the promises that He has for you. Amen. Joshua, God is speaking to Joshua. They're about to cross over into the promised land. They didn't know it was going to be seven years. They didn't know it was going to be 31 kings. But it says this in Joshua 1.1. I just want you to listen to these words. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River and into the land that I'm about to give you, the children of Israel. And I sense the word of God for some of you this morning. Don't worry about what was. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and begin to walk forward in 2024. It's less about the journey you've had and it's more about starting with God right now to say, God, 24, I'm stepping out. One foot in front of the other. He says, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I have promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the river Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. God will never leave you nor forsake you. If you will purpose in your heart to say, God, I'm going to journey with you this year. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll lead you. I'll guide you. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you are. Keep this book of the law. Keep my word always on your lips. Meditate in it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. For then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let that be the heart cry for you, church 2024. Don't be afraid. 
Get courage on the inside of you for 2024. Because it's going to take courage. It's going to take a boldness to keep walking, to keep stepping one foot in front of the other, to keep standing on the Word of God, to keep praying, to trust Him. But if you will commit to the journey, I promise you this, God will get you where He wants you to go in 2024. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.